Welcome, goyles and ghouls, to another episode of the Mystic Mitten Radio Show. The Mystic Mitten Radio Show is intended for audiences 18 and older, so beware of scares and swears ahead. I'm your ghost host and local shiksa witch, Hillary Stone, and today I'm joined by my co-ghost hostess with the mostest, Jessica Crutell, and my co-producer, our camera guy and friend till the end, Ryan Reed. So we are joining all of you live today from our independent makeshift studio spaces, if you can call them that, and we are practicing expert level social distancing. Um, I hope you're all doing the same. Jessica, how is your quarantine going? Weekly update. Uh, (laughs) Weekly update. Today was the first time I got drunk throughout the whole quarantine, so that's exciting. I've been drinking often, just not enough to like actually drink drink today i drank drank <laughs> so here i am <laughs> ryan have you been drink drinking uh no no <laughs> not at all <laughs> i don't uh not the drinking i'm the smoker um so definitely been doing that and then also uh watching some new things on netflix Ooh. on uh yeah came across this new anime so we're four episodes away from finishing it, so I'm pretty excited. Not a new anime, it's actually a really old anime, but I'm it's new to me, you know. Well, you have to tell us what it's called now. What is this? Durabara. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Some, yeah, it's 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 weird. It's uh I mean, we're into the last bit of it, so I gotta finish it, but it's it's really weird, interesting. Um yeah, it's 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 a show. It's a show. It's a show. It's got drama, it's got the action, it's got the love, it's got all the essentials that you need to make a really good show, and it's an anime, so it's just, it's, yeah, different genre. Well, today this show is also going to have drama, action, and maybe a little bit of love, because today we're talking about a an adventure story from last August, when the three of us went on a journey of epic up into the uh, upper peninsula of Michigan and traveled to Sault Ste. Marie and received a very secret and uh, spooky picture that we... Ominous. Yes, (laughs) that we can't wait to talk to you about today. So, Jessica... I know. I'm I'm hesitant as well. Jessica, this (laughs) is... is I know. It's like, yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) Right? Do we really want to do it? I'm so nervous. So after we saw this photo, I'm not going to lie. So, like, I just got Jasmine, I don't know, maybe, like, not even a month or so, maybe a month, two months max before we went to Paracon. And she was a puppy, so she'd have to go out at night, but I'd go out with her because she was still, like, a baby. You know, she's, like, 11, 12 weeks old. And when we came back from Paracon, having to let her out at night, I'm not going to lie, it was super scary. <laughs> So this picture, I was so afraid that that thing followed me home. And I was like, oh, my God, it's going to get me. It's going to get me and my dog. It was so scary. Oh, my gosh. It's just crazy. But it's like, uh, it's one of those pictures, though. Like, you don't. hmm. It's hard to put words to it till you see it. But, like, the more you look at it, the weirder it gets. It's so, so weird. I just have so many questions. So I'm actually going to pull it up on the screen here right now and just stare at it as we discuss it and this, you know, just to, to, to lead with this, <laughs> to, to throw the most, the, the true, you know, the, um, the, the spookiest 
part of this entire story. Just start with that. Um, you know, I did we ever get an accurate description of of what this creature is? Or uh, Jessica, did were we given okay. any kind of name? Well, from my understanding, that um, somebody who is friends with um, our buddy, who we're going to be using a code name for, um, for his own privacy sakes, for this. So we're just going. Uh, let's just call him Donnie or Don or Donald. So we're just going to roll with Don or Donnie or Donald. All right. So our buddy who is um, a Native American um, of the local tribes in that general area had gotten this picture basically firsthand. So we are like the second hand to see this photograph. And from my understanding, this picture was taken out of a second story window. Someone was hearing a noise outside. They saw this thing in the tree snap this photograph now to describe this picture is like oh it's it is so intense because the more you look at it like honest to god the weirder it gets so you can see like a house in the background and you can see this creature sitting at like the you know how like some trees have like a y shape in them so sitting in like that like bottom of that y shape of this tree and you can see it's like almost translucent like, its skin is translucent, essentially. And you can see it has, like, long legs, and it's kind of, like, bent, and it's perching in this tree. And it has, like, you know, like, how animals are, like, when you get your picture taken at nighttime, you know, the eyes glow, so the eyes are reflecting a little bit. And to me, it looks like this creature is, like, almost, like, reaching out to the viewer. Like, this creature was very well aware that somebody was watching it. And... From the height of this tree and seeing the rest of the tree, it doesn't really make much sense for how, you know, like how a human being could climb and get to the spot in this tree. And for a human to look like how it is and to perch like how it is, I mean, this this creature looks really tall. Like I'd say like six and a half, maybe seven feet. It's hot, higher than like a first story house because you can see a house in the background where you can see the house's gutters in the window so it's taller and higher in this tree than like an average house first story would be and it is just the creepiest photo out of all the photos i've ever seen of like you know like some sort of like fantastical cryptid-ish beast captured in photography this is just Mm -hmm. insane like it chills you to the core honestly it really does I know you. I remember you telling me that you were still having nightmares about it, like two months afterwards, so that it's it was still so haunting crazy. your dreams. <laughs> so basically, our buddy Zani is friends with the person who took this picture, and he showed us this picture when we met up with him in um, Saint Su- or La Sault Saint Marie. <laughs> you can tell that I've been drinking. <laughs> In the Sioux, or in the salt, if you will, um, in the Sioux. And he had shared this picture with us then, and it just it just shakes you to the core. And, you know, we've met, like, a handful of other locals from the area who we hung, like, honestly, we were so lucky to be able to have the experiences and to have them with us. Because, like, there were certain times where, I honestly, like, if it was just us folks from, like, you know, our Metro Detroiters, like, if we went up there by ourselves, what the fuck? (laughs) Can you imagine, like, going through all of those experiences without somebody who was a local being there to help us? 
No. Like, I feel like we would have been screwed. We would put ourselves in so much danger. It's just insane. But, like, hearing these different stories, then there was, like, another story, too, where it was, like, almost, like, some sort of, like, almost like a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch-type being that somebody who we were actually with witnessed and experienced, where it was this, just this giant creature um, that, like, you know, like, kind of, like, leaped up onto their car and, like, they ran inside, like, when you hear these stories and you're in an area, like, honestly, the the Sioux is the oldest city in the entire state of Michigan. And there's so much history there from part of, you know, like being part of the um, Sioux Locks and like an essential waterway. There's so much energy that's passing through there and so much history in the land itself. But at the same time, like it's there's still like, you know, little native areas that are essentially taking up a good portion of the Sioux as well. So um, it's it's just really an incredible, incredible area, to be honest. And so for those of you listening who are uh, who frequent uh, paranormal conventions and such events, uh, the uh, largest, I think it's the largest in the Midwest paranormal convention. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Um, Paracon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. MI Paracon or Michigan Paracon, right? Is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so, the largest. Yeah, and so that that takes place yearly, um, in town there. And so we kind of had our little adventure. It was kind of like a choose your own adventure story. We were we were figuring it out minute by minute and just kind of riding by the seat of our pants and seeing who would take us. Uh, you know, just like uh, being totally open to the experiences and following some of these people that you know we knew through your family. <laughs> Um, and you know, your cousin Morgan's friends and such, uh, whatever, and kind of doing an add on adventure. It was like our own paranormal quest, um, totally separate (laughs) from the, uh, convention. So we, we really made the most of our, our time up there. I, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, like we hardly even slept that entire time. We were basically just like adventure adventure you know then we go to the event and then back to adventure adventure drinking you know (laughs) drink a little (laughs) back to no sleep adventure adventure yeah i honestly like i feel like there were some nights where we weren't even like checking like getting back into our hotel i was gonna say hospital oh my god (laughs) back into our hotel until like five o'clock in the morning but, like, we would go to the bar, we would have some drinks, my mom, bless her heart, would caravan us around town, <laughs> deal with us, She's the best. and we'd be out at, like, 5, 5.30 in the morning, and then we'd wake back up again, go to Paracon at, like, and be, like, there and presentable at 9 a.m., so, like, that's, like, hardly any sleep, because Lord knows us girls take forever to get ready. So it was just, it was absolute whirlwind. It was one of those vacations where, like, after your vacation, you need another vacation. (laughs) Just to, like, relax and try to, like, catch back up on everything. Our our eating schedule, our sleeping schedule, our drinking schedule, it was a freaking mess. But it was totally worth it. Ryan and I, I don't even remember, like, all of the meals blended together. And, like, I don't think we ate that much. And, like, you and I were sneaking out to smoke weed every, like, 30 minutes wherever we were. Like, just being totally honest. Michigan is a recreationally legal state for anyone wondering. But, um, like, you know, it, it was it was, like, fun. It was, like, maybe, like, 
not the the you know shining example of like professional uh handling of you know investigating or whatever but like it was we were going at it from a total like you know uh trying to have fun and it, it was a blast that is one of probably my my number one trip that we've done so far to be honest just you know because of all the the goofy hijinks and side quests we explored together and the margaritas can we talk about the margaritas please oh my oh my gosh what was that restaurant called there was this mexican restaurant downtown the and what was it called hillary uh the palace restaurant and saloon yes that was it oh my god so he had these giant margaritas like i'm not even kidding they're like bigger than our heads and they were like 10 bucks and if you wanted to spruce it up for an extra two dollars you could have this 12 dollar margarita and you were like thoroughly toasted from it so like ryan you <laughs> ryan was like yeah i'll take another one and then he was like oh never mind <laughs> like when it came he's like oh, what am i doing so i ended up drinking it and we were just a freaking mess we like leave and like hillary and ryan beat us outside and I come outside and they're like laying in the street <laughs> taking a picture next to like some like graffiti or something. It was a chili pepper. Oh my man. god. Those were the those were the best margaritas and the best like value for your money ever. I mean ever. Like it was just insane. Ten out of ten would drink again. I mean hands down. We're t- we're definitely we've definitely going back to the palace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, their queso was great too. And you can't beat queso. Yes. I mean it was to die for. It really was. Which speaking of, we 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 discovered or learned while we were there that uh the palace is supposed to be haunted as well, too. We didn't get a chance to learn too much about that. But do you remember anything uh, no. from No, no yes. Yeah, so I that... don't. You know, there's there's just so much that happened that weekend that like it's like it's kind of honestly, it's kind of hard to keep it all straight. But like, basically, like there, it wouldn't surprise me if that whole town was haunted. Mm-hmm. It's the oldest in Michigan. There's so much history in just the land itself, let alone all of these buildings. You know that like back in the day were like speakeasies and like hotels, and it's just really awesome. I don't know if anyone recalls um, seeing the um, video. I was able to investigate it briefly. Not this past summer when we went up, but the year before um, Zim's Bar. And um, we captured a really awesome EVP there um, where there's like a gentleman that's like hanging out in the basement area. And when I pan over and view the basement, we hear a man's voice say hello that we didn't hear in real time, which is really awesome. And that was a really cool clip. But like all of these buildings are just so incredibly beautiful and historic and just so full of history and you know it's just it wouldn't be surprising at all if they were spiritually rich as well you know one of the things that i remember and i found most interesting were the little spirit houses that were all over the place they're those you know those tiny little um structures that were uh protected by gates and there was some some controversial information we were given about whether or not those were actually native uh spirit houses or that was um native land or not um which whatever was an interesting bit of information but um those spirit houses were in a couple places that we were actually i don't know if you guys remember that yeah i remember that there was that uh there was like that one park that was um just sort of south of like the actual locks a little bit 
um, that was still on the waterway. And um, we kind of like poked around there a little, little bit. We did like some sort of like investigating, which was a little difficult because like we had, um, you know, not only us that were slightly intoxicated, <laughs> but, um, you know, all of the locals that were really good friends with my cousin were hanging out with us too because they were fascinated. So um, that night was kind of wild because everybody was like way out there. So it was kind of hard for us to stay on track, even though, you know, we were doing our best to stay, you know, on focus and, you know, try to be productive. But there was a lot of other outside forces coming in, you know, folks who are used to seeing the paranormal TV shows and like, well, why isn't something happening? Like, yeah where's the ghost like this isn't what I see on tv but it's not it's not like that in real life so it's kind of an awakening for them um but you know unfortunately it kind of made our jobs a little trickier that (laughs) evening um which is why we decided to go back out the following night to a different location with a slightly different group of folks but it was still fun it was still interesting and um being able to speak with the natives and hear their side and their perspective on everything and how certain things are portrayed was definitely interesting and kind of an eye-opener. Yeah, I think it was definitely, it for us too, you know, whatever, like being from Michigan and everything, it's like, I, you know, I, I remember talking to the Don about how, you know, it's, I didn't even realize how much we don't um, cover uh, some of those uh, cultural things that, you know, we had conversations about and, you know, we kind of forget, I think, coming from like the metro city area, you know, we don't don't learn. I don't know. It's it's easy, I think, as, a, you know, a Michigander in the city to forget that there's, you know, a, a very rich uh, native culture still, you know, that's accessible and to check out and whatever. And people, you know, we were up there and they, um, you know the different powwow grounds and things like that and they were talking about different events and things that go on up there so i think that was you know i it was a really i i like that you use the word eye-opening jessica because i think that was a really um as far as like paranormal investigators and like talking about ghost stories and sharing some of these different like you know cultural ideas and stuff it was a really informational and like educational trip for us in a lot of ways i think that really shaped us and like we learned a lot from from you know, just like new experiences. Just the fact that we just did so many new things on that trip. Mm-hmm. It was really nice too. I felt like sorry, go on. we were so welcomed. You know what I mean? Like they just like accepted us with open arms. They were interested. And like on the second night while we went out, um, getting to see how folks who have never had the chance but had been interested in the paranormal, um, you know, like, but not being able to use the equipment that we had and seeing them put that equipment to use was really awesome, too. And um, I'm just so incredibly thankful that they accepted us and welcomed us and told us their stories and shared their opinions and um, in their history with us. It was just such an amazing experience overall. overall. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get back up there and just collect random people again and just be like, what do you want to do? I don't know. Let's go check out the handful of places we went again. I don't know. It <laughs> <That> was fun. <laughs> God, it was an absolute blast. Um, I was going to say just, uh, I, I want to go back to that cemetery again. Just, it was just uh, up on top of that hill. Yeah. I think that was a real experience. Just yeah. the way we sat down and just, uh, went back and forth with the K2 meters and almost had like a full interaction. 
I think that was uh that was really I guess big part two. I don't wanna So to lead into what Ryan's saying it's like the the second night. So the first night after we kind of like stuck around downtown to the second night, they um, suggested that we check out the cemetery on top of this hill that overlooks, um, you know, the the lake. And there's like a, another smaller lake, and you just have a beautiful view away from the city. Um, would be a gorgeous spot to view the northern lights, and it's just this peaceful, serene um, mountaintop that has, um, you know, it's on native land and it has uh, a cemetery and burial ground. And when we got there and we were told to like, you know, like time to time, like <laughs> the um, officers will stop by like and just patrol and just make sure, you know, nobody's like up there doing anything illegal or doing drugs or anything. And um, <laughs> Hillary, Which... you're better at telling that story <laughs> when the cops did show up. Before we actually even got started on anything, we're just taking in the sights, like all of us, and then my mom, like, so, like <laughs> you know, a group of like mid twenties, like kids essentially, and then my mom hanging out on this mountaintop, and then the police show up. Oh my god! Yeah, we had a uh, mom. We're like thirty year old children, but we had a mom <laughs> officer. It was totally yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. She, we had a minivan. We had like, yeah, it was totally legit. No, I love that though because they were so nice to us, and like we had had like a couple or like an experience like just a little bit before that that like I was like really worried about all of our interactions in the future as far as like you know law enforcement and like what we were doing and whatever. And so this experience we had up in the zoo like completely made up for it. It like restored all my faith in humanity. It was great because the officers. Were rolled up and they're like what are you guys doing and we were like just totally honest we were just like oh ghost hunting you know we're we're just ghost hunting and we're in town for the thing that's in town and we're ghost hunting and the officer was like oh cool so this is chill just if you i mean he didn't i don't think he said that specifically but this was the vibe okay this is chill but if anything happens to you while you're in there do not call us do not call me because i will not come rescue you so you are on your own explore and ghost hunt at your own risk and we were like challenge accepted thank you sir i wanted to shake his hand i wanted to get his badge number send him an edible arrangement it was i, you know, like I loved it shake his hand somebody I did, think I did. You, you did so nice. you did oh that's so funny that's so fucking I hilarious did. yeah oh I my god i did and i think donnie did i think we both did. We were just like thank you like thanks so much for checking up on us like we'll be respectful <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's so funny so funny like he was serious though like you could see he was like i don't fuck around oh with for that. sure nothing to do with that if you experience anything yeah it's on your own but thank you so much you know like have a good night stay safe you know whatever he was so chill though so funny yeah there was there yeah, was on your own exactly that was exactly it was the essence of exactly yes <laughs> hilarious but we were okay obviously we survived we lived to tell the tale and we you know there was up while we were up there too because you know michigan especially we were in a, a, a very remote area too and like michigan is is uh uh native to a variety of wild beasts bears uh some species of wild cats jessica knows way more about the uh local I, oh, oh yeah what kind of animals do we have up there? What... Mountain lions, which yeah. are pretty. Yeah. So there would be um, a couple different species of bears, um, obviously, like deer, elk, which elk and moose could be potentially 
like concerning if they were to try to charge you right because um, of their antlers um, but my biggest fear was like a panther like a straight up mountain mm-hmm. lion which a panther and a mountain lion essentially is the same animal it's just two different names of it but like those are common from like I'd say like probably like around like the height of Traverse City and up they can happen I wouldn't say like super common but they exist and I, that's one thing that like I don't I don't want to run into I don't yeah. want to have that experience I don't want to see one from my car just stay out there and I'm continuing carrying on with my life because I have seen one in the wild in Florida and let me tell you when you see a Florida panther staring at you when you're in a golf cart <laughs> and there's no other way for you to go and you see this Florida panther staring it's like insane how large this cat was and I sound like a lunatic because no one believes in me but like when you see an animal and you know it's a feline and it is bigger than you and it could easily put your whole head in its mouth no thanks I want nothing to do with that yeah. cougars mountain lions all that no thanks <laughs> and when we were when we were out there though and they're like and like guys that we were with they like took around they're like oh <laughs> hopefully we won't run into one of those pesky panthers or <laughs> you LOL. know there's some bears that travel around time to time <laughs> well hopefully <laughs> nothing will happen but like as we're investigating and we're like in this one area of a cemetery and it will be pretty vague but there it was it was a connection to somebody who our friend Donnie was good friends with so we were kind of chilling at his um at his grave and there was like in in his cause of death was like really wild and super intense and basically like he was protecting somebody and um when we were hanging out there we kept seeing these like set of eyes coming at us and they were like they were in the distance but they I felt like they were lower than a deer I felt like we were being stalked like it was it was insane but I was so thankful that we were with this large group this posse of locals that were all men that knew how to handle the up and they could handle anything you know what i mean they're like oh yeah this is what you do if one of those come you just start screaming you make loud noises and you like stomp around (laughs) and i'm like okay (laughs) i'm gonna sit here and shake while you guys protect us because (laughs) like there's no way (laughs) in that moment in time that i'm going to act appropriately if we're being attacked by cougars so (laughs) yes I have since I found my bear bell that I bought when I was a child out in like Colorado or something or Wyoming or someplace where there was a, a an equally probably more significant threat of bears. Um, so I hooked it to my little like, all right, when I leave the house, like next to my keys in case I'm out, you know, in case we're out in the wilderness of Michigan again yes. anytime soon. Exactly. We're prepared. Yeah, in our little paranormal first aid kit yes. inside the Mystic Mitten van. Yeah. So that way we have it with us at all times. Because like, it was just one of those moments. But like there was like a lot of interesting things going on with the K2. And we were getting like direct responses and like the emotional level that we were all on experiencing that is like honestly hard to put words into just because you could see the whole transition happen um in the whole conversation kind of take place but like while this whole thing is going on at the same time I'm like watching and I'm looking around and I'm like looking over my shoulder I'm like oh my god (laughs) yeah there's no panther ready to pounce like what are we gonna do yeah so okay note we're adding a dog the bounty hunter style bear mace gun to the uh amazon wish list perfect so (laughs) we'll have that covered for our next trip no problem 
Um, but yeah, you know that the with the K2s and that conversational experience we had like you know I love that Ryan was around to see that and I love that you brought that up as one of your kind of favorite moments of the trip too because that's something that I feel like um you know when you tell a story like that people are like oh really or like they I can see how that's hard to believe that that happens or they'll be you know skeptical of like oh well I don't believe those tools work or whatever they you know might say but you know I was really glad that Ryan was around to witness something like that because Jessica you and I have experiences like that so frequently and I think that that's something that people have expressed as kind of unique to us too so Ryan what was your your impression of all of that uh just the adventure in general I mean or I mean, in, in particularly in, in the experience with the K2 meters in that cemetery, too, because you had said that that was one of your favorite moments. Uh, mine was more like the entire <clears throat> experience as a whole. I thought that area was absolutely beautiful. Um, the overlooking spot, which is, as a photographer, that's just kind of where my mind instantly goes. But the overall just experience back there we played with a bunch of new stuff. You know, we had that little heat thing, too, which I mean, don't know if completely got it to work but um oh yeah that's so, uh, like cool to have that and use it and try to point it and see the animals or see you know what was out that yeah, exactly yeah just the different experiences being back there in the midst of all of it just with the um everything going on the way we kind of uh powwowed um around and worked to the k2 meters uh i just thought the i just i, I enjoy the experience as a whole i don't know um take little bits from it uh just try to learn from it um more that was more of just like the experience and going out with people and interacting in different ways and kind of meshing some things together yeah and i think you know i think at least that some of that is kind of vital to facilitating some of these weird experiences that we have whether or not we can like prove that they happen or not or like catch them on film all the time or, you know, whether or not people believe what they see that we post, you know, it's I think that, you know, at least for us and Jessica, I want to hear what you have to say about it, too. Um, but, you know, at least for our group, um, kind of uh, just going with the flow and maybe not worrying so much about getting perfect film or perfect audio or perfect anything and just kind of seeing where the night takes us and where the, the dynamic, you know, takes us as far as the mix of people and, you know, whatever. What do you think about that? I agree i think that night like we were like solely up there with a genuine purpose even though we didn't know it at the time but we were up there for the sole purpose of being able to connect donnie to his past friend yeah and being able to you know lend our you know our experiences and our equipment and allow him to be able to have that moment with his with his late friend for them to have their own emotional experience mm -hmm. um which in turn made it an emotional experience for us who were all there to witness and i think that was honestly like our sole purpose for being there even though that's not what we went there for our intent to be but that's what it ended up becoming and that's why like you know like we haven't posted this anywhere on youtube or instagram or anything like because like this morphed into completely different beasts than what we had originally gone mm -hmm. there to expect. Mm -hmm. You know, we went there to like explore like, you know, like a spooky cemetery late at night, like, you know, have the pretty view of the stars and be with some friends. And it ended up becoming more of 
um, an emotional statement for Donnie to experience with his friend and to have that connection and to be able to help facilitate that um, was basically our sole purpose as to why we were there without us even knowing that that was our sole reason why we needed to be in that place at that time. Right. No, I completely agree with what you're saying. You know, the word like synchronicity gets thrown around a lot in the paranormal community. And I love that word. Don't get me wrong. I don't, you know, mean to say anything negative about it. Um, You know, but that I think was a perfect example of just like when you just go with it and when you just lean into the experience and we allowed those people to just kind of take us on their like we went along for their ride a little bit and we're like, yeah, we're just kind of, you know, passengers on this journey. And, you know how emotional that was and how um you know i mean everybody was emotional everyone had their own reaction you could tell it was like it 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 we were all struck by it and i i i love that sentiment and you know those kind of feelings or those moments or whatever or being involved or facilitating that experience for people and like having those moments of connection is like that's like the whole point so that was amazing and i will remember that forever that was a a really you know unique and and profound experience in our history i think Mm -hmm. so i want to talk about the the ghoul picture again because now it's funny because everybody who looks at this picture has kind of a different interpretation of it or a different like uh take on it or a different description of what they think that this creature is doing um you know and like so for me i kind of like my eyes have a hard time with it because my brain number one is is kind of like what the fuck is this thing i i I can't even process this um number two you know it looks like a gray humanoid-ish creature at least with a human-ish chest type torso ish thing but then it looks like it's crouched up in this tree to me i know jessica says she she says it it looks like the hand is outreached towards the person who's taking the photo i kind of look at it like it's gripping this this tree branch um but i don't you know the 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 word that comes to mind for me is goblin i mean i don't not that this is a goblin but that's the only word that i can think of i you know i don't know how else to describe this? So I'm really curious for you guys listening too. please let us know on Instagram at mystic mitten paranormal is where you can follow us. Um, please let us know in the comments of this picture, what you think this is. Uh, if this spooks you, if you're going to have nightmares like Jessica too. Um, yeah, I, this is, it's pretty unsettling. It's very unsettling. Uh-huh. It's very unsettling. And like my husband, Mike, he, um, his biggest thing that kind of freaks him out is like, you know, like, like the cryptid of the rake, which is kind of like newer in some sense. It's kind of like, you know, like a version of like Slender Man essentially, but it, it kind of looks like this like tall humanoidish being kind of translucent, translucent, no hair for anything. And just kind of like these like beady glowy eyes, like tall and slender, kind of like slinky and like kind of like slouchy and crouchy and kind of looks like it would move really fast yeah and like mike doesn't like this picture either because it reminds him of like this like the rake essentially but like the rake is like such a, a bizarre cryptid because it's so fresh 
and it's basically just some like you know like kind of like uh just like how slender man started where it's just like this like little whisper on the internet of this story of this picture that's probably more than likely photoshopped and yada yada but like it looks very similar but like the same like whole like goblin type vibe like if you look at the picture long enough and you kind of zoom in a little bit you can almost see what sort of looks like pointed ears yeah which you would see like kind of common in like you know like uh like a sketches of the chukacabra or something like that but like very like gremlin like you can't tell how many eyes he has his mouth is kind of gaping open like but to me he looks like he's crouching his feet are crisscrossed a little bit Mm -hmm. and he is crouching so his knees are bent so Mm -hmm. you can kind of see where his knees are and they're a little more further out than his chest just like if you or i were to crouch and he's Mm -hmm. perched in this tree and it is just the freakiest thing like it is so freaky and now you know ryan too and you can add in your comments on this because you know my i have a a history in photography too (laughs) that's where my degree is i may not pursue it um you know for a career um like ryan does but like looking at this picture like it doesn't look like it's photoshopped to me sometimes i'll see pictures and i'll be like (laughs) yeah nice try that looks like shit like you know what i mean this picture, like the way that the flash hits the trees is the same exact way that the lighting hits this cryptid creature perched in the tree. The lighting looks exactly the same. It doesn't look out of place. It doesn't look like the photo was altered at all. It just looks like a straight like this was fully here. Like mm-hmm. and, and uh, photos are hard to judge too, unless you're like physically there in the moment. You take that picture, but there's so many things that can factor into it. But like until you really see this photograph, like, I can't, personally, I can't come up with any explanation other than there was something scary as hell perched in this person's tree. And I don't ever want to meet that creature in my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. me neither. That makes three of us. All right, it's official. Ryan, what are your, Ryan, what are your thoughts on the picture? Do you think it was manipulated at all? Or are you on my side where you think it's like fully, do you believe that that could potentially be a real image? Oh, it could definitely be a real image. Um, it looks like just a point-and-shoot uh, cameras used or a cell phone camera because you could tell it was late at night. There was a flash used. It was close. There's a lot of motion blur on the object itself, but you can definitely tell it looks like some creature lengthy, you know, perched up in this person's tree, you know? It's just, like, creepy as hell for it to be, a you know, whatever time that this was taken for i don't know but it's just unorthodox um to be for one up in a tree like this to you know, just all these things just don't add up mm-hmm. but yeah it's creepy it's weird uh, it doesn't seem like it's photoshopped or at least i'd have a hard time I had a hard time looking into it to see like if there was any like photoshop mistakes like i couldn't find any Good to know. So, it that's what that that's kind of what gave me the chills up the spine because I couldn't debunk it in a sensical way that way, like a Photoshop kind of thing. Yeah, that's what freaks me out about it too. Because even just looking at you know some pictures you see on you know in Facebook groups or you know on certain websites or whatever, like it you can tell it's like oh it's like an animal or like the trees or like you know whatever and like i've been super guilty of that too and like mistaking certain things for like well i don't know is this a weird thing but you know this is one thing this this particular goblin ghoulish 
gremlin is something that I have no explanation for. I have no guesses. My brain just goes, oh, okay, sure. And I'm not interested in, uh, <laughs> hopefully, you know, I, I mean, I would, I would be interested to see one from afar to, you know, have a, a, uh, a not so close encounter perhaps and see one and have that interesting experience. But then, you know what? I'm not a big monster person. I'm, I, monsters freak me out. Cryptids kind of freak me out. So I, you know, I'd I rather, agree. I, I don't, I don't know that I need to find this thing. Is no, my, my I thought. don't. <laughs> I don't ever want to cross paths with this fella ever. I don't want to see anything like this in person. It's just what so if he weird. sleeps during the day, so he tries to find love at night, and that's <gasps> the, that's his. <laughs> He's just looking for a soulmate. <laughs> well, now we have a different. Oh. Well, that's no, a new I still narrative. I don't like him. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all the pers- it's all about the perspective. He's still being judgy. He's still scared of me. Oh my god! I don't like the spider photos. You know, he's just—he's looking—he's looking for a friend. You know, I hear it hurt anybody. Oh, I like the... I know this guy looks like he's here to hurt somebody. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't know. I like the cutification. I like the the friendly, you know, the the friendly narrative we've given this guy now because maybe we don't know. Maybe we don't. He could be a perfectly <laughs> nice like... guy. He's like, like that lover said, that's just, just like throwing pebbles at your window. <laughs> you know like when you're trying to sleep at night and they're like your boyfriend's outside chucking bubbles at your window so you can say I love you like it's all that's going on here he's got a boom box oh behind there we just can't see it that's totally what he's doing yeah exactly <laughs> well, like Hawthorne the Heights level like love <laughs> romance well when we go back Hold up to the Sioux oh. we'll have to reach out to him and see if he's interested in doing a Mystic Mittens The Bachelor so Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? It'd be great. <laughs> what was that dating show about? Like a curtain? <laughs> You're like trying to know somebody and you don't see them until the curtain's revealed. You're like, whoa, hello. It's I this. think there's something to be said too. Like this whole experience, like this whole trip of us going up for Paracon, like we threw that together like literally the night before we intended to leave because there was so much going on in our own personal lives at that time that we were like, I don't know if we're going to go or not. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then like it was like straight up the night before we would need to leave where we're like, well, we're doing it. We're doing it tomorrow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) We leave tomorrow. (laughs) So um, the fact that the cards kind of allowed for that to even happen i think is definitely back to that synchron i can't say that word hillary synchronicity, here. <laughs> synchronicity. yeah no back for sure to that like, you was know, the reason why we went up there and um there was it was just a whole thing was like this giant journey this like like you said like a quest like mm-hmm. us and my mom like going up and like having these adventures it was such an action-packed um you know like what was it like three night, four day weekend or mm-hmm. something crazy. Then there was that night too, where we were out in the parking lot um, with Andrea Perrin. Yes. And she, she, calls right. to, she calls to the aliens. And when we like walk out to like witness this, cause like she does it every year, but like, it's, it's kind of hard to like pinpoint exactly what night it's going to take place. And like, 30 seconds into this happening, there's this giant, probably meteor, who knows, this giant fireball that breaks and has, like, small little trails of fireball 
following it and we're just like oh, what <laughs> like, that was so cool and like she hasn't even started yet but it was just just even seeing that like on a regular day would be beautiful but but, you know, like when you're out in this parking lot and there's like, Chances. there's probably like 100, 125 people maybe on this parking lot, all taking in, you know, looking up at the sky, hoping to experience something and just kind of being in this place. It's, it was a very like para-unity type moment where we're all just kind of like hanging out together, doing this really weird thing, you know, calling and singing for aliens in the parking lot of a casino. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally normal, just normal people things. But we wouldn't have it any other way. We had so much fun in that parking lot. Ryan, I remember, I don't even, whatever, at one point, I remember laying down on the ground and not giving a shit about what anybody thought about it. Like, because I was so comfy on the ground and like filming because I had caught that fireball event on camera. And I think I'm probably the only person who caught footage of that. You did. Yeah. You did. And so then, like, that was exciting. And then not that I expected to really see anything else, you know, whatever. I, but I was like, I, whatever. I, you know, it's stranger things have happened. I'm up for all of it now. But, you know, I remember all of us kind of laying down. And then at one point we got up and then everyone else was gone. Like, in true Mystic Mitten fashion, we shut that event down, too. That parking lot event. We <laughs> shut that down. <laughs> first to arrive, last to go. Always. No. Sorry. Not first to arrive. Well, three, sometimes... Three, late to arrive but always last to go <laughs> always yeah for that that one i feel like like we're just on time like we were getting there just as the crowd was forming everybody was kind of like they knew what was about to happen so we're yeah yeah we pulled up at like the perfect time because like every uh, the crowd was starting to outpour and we had met up with um jennifer who um you know who we talked to and we we're and communications with um, because of Mystic Men. So we had met up with her and kind of hung out with her during this experience as well. But like the time that we arrived back at the casino to experience all of this was perfect because as we were walking in to find out when everyone was walking out, everyone was already walking out. So um, we definitely for that one, thankfully arrived just in time because if we had arrived late, we would have missed that um, yes. fireball experience. Definitely. That happened pretty quick right before the whole thing kind of got started that was so cool we'll have to put a clip of that on instagram too because just it was just such a cool just as far as like i don't know if this is right but like astronomical events go as far as astronomical events go it was just a cool thing to witness because there i remember looking it up um like a month or two after we got back just because i was curious if there was any record because um you know there's websites and logs where people will record different um you know like meteor you know meteors um asteroids things like that whatever and track those things and so i was curious to see how many people in michigan saw that and reported it and i found out that there was only like you know one other fireball event that month or something like that of that significance but that you know it it broke off into two pieces just like we had seen so it, it like hit the atmosphere or something like that just right and then burst off uh into two pieces and i think you would call that a fireball um so i think that is the correct term for that uh event that we witnessed so that was probably one of the coolest things i've probably ever seen in my life to be honest so mm -hmm. another cool element of this whole thing is that andrea perrin's book which if you are not familiar with the name andrea perrin andrea perrin is the um uh one of the original family members or kind of the main family member of the uh conjuring uh case 
uh, that is the movie, or I guess, <laughs> the movie, Conjuring Movies, mm-hmm. uh, inspired by the real-life case of Andrea Perrin and the haunting in her house. Jessica knows a lot more about this than I do, but um, Jessica, her cousin, and her mother are actually on the cover of Andrea Perrin's most recent book that uh, you had an opportunity to buy yeah, while we were called, up there. Hold on. Uh-huh. Yeah, the book is called A Wonder to Behold, and um, it was really funny because we were at her table just, you know, like chatting or whatever, and we glanced down at at her book that was like fresh, <laughs> fresh off the press um, for this event here. I'm tripping over my words because I'm so messed. And on the cover, we're looking at it. We're like, oh my God, there's me and my mom <laughs> and my cousin on the front cover of this book. So we're like, okay, well, if that's not a sign that we should buy it, I don't know what is. So uh, right. my cousin and I both got a copy of it. <laughs> and uh, It's just really cool. So we'll, we'll post that on our Instagram too. So you guys can check that out um, and see if you can spot where, where me and my, my family members are <laughs> um, experiencing her doing this experience you know extraterrestrial (laughs) experience in the parking lot where she sings um this song to call to the aliens and um it is it's very intriguing the whole thing is just intriguing like the whole time you're just like whoa what is going on like this is a lot to take in but um yeah it's pretty cool though so uh definitely check that out (laughs) it's fun to say that i'm on the cover of a book too (laughs) it is so cool popular status hey i know you slap (laughs) right want to get your royalties for that yeah Yeah. (laughs) that was funny using my face can i have this book for free (laughs) right you made that joke too and she was like uh no and we were like it was like no we're just joking (laughs) we're just harassing you sorry i know i'm just kidding i'm legit just kidding we're just a lot we're a lot we know it (laughs) (laughs) it was nice to meet her though that was really interesting that's the one of the cool things too about like those intimate small events like that too you know that you're in very close proximity to people you know and if you want to talk to them or hug them or whatever you know that's that's the place to to meet some of those those (laughs) paranormal celebs so i think we all got hugs didn't we uh i i think we got hugs from dustin perry Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then I had a full-fledged, full-fledged, excuse me, panic attack because I am very, like, I am very, I, it's something I'm exploring in therapy. Anti- don't exactly anti-touchy. understand. Yeah, I don't yeah. like to be touched. I'm super weird about it, but I didn't want to be rude and I didn't want to, like, make a scene and whatever. And so no offense to Dustin Perry. He's such a nice person. I just had this, like, oh, my God, I, I have to go outside now, panic attack at Paracon and whatever. And then I saw Grant Wilson, and then I had another panic attack, and it was just, you know, it was, it's just, this is just my life now, you guys. This is <laughs> what I'm dealing with. <laughs> but totally normal. Yeah, just normal stuff. It's fine. We'll survive. But anyway, but I loved every second of that trip. I cannot wait to get back up there and, uh, you know, get back up there or get, you know, back in touch with some of those people, Um, you know, even stay at our hotel. Oh, my God, that hotel, the, the staff was so accommodating to us. And that one lady at oh the my God. desk. Oh, my yeah. God. Yes. Oh. The 5 a.m. So like great. desk person, the same person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So we roll in at like five o'clock in the morning and Hillary and Ryan are like exhausted at this point. And this girl, like, she's like, whoa, what are you guys doing at 5 a.m. coming in? And we're like, oh, well, we're paranormal investigators here for Paracon and BD. <laughs> and she like draws us a whole 
city map with like diagrams of places oh to check God. out and little cliff notes and like boom, 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 boom. and we end up chatting with her for like another 45 minutes so now it's like quarter to six we have to be up at eight o'clock Hillary and Ryan are exhausted <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm just like yeah okay this is great thank you so much you're amazing this is and then she's like, she was so nice and so chatty and you could tell she was just excited to be able to like talk to somebody that understood things that she was passionate about which is pretty cool to see definitely <laughs> definitely that was it was so nice i that hand-drawn map uh her? Oh, right that was useful that was so kind I don't even remember. We can't even, I don't even know if we should say the name of the hotel, to be honest, anyway. But I'm just going to be like, <laughs> not sponsored, spots, but oh, Sault Ste. Marie is great. Mm-hmm. We had such a fun time. And, you know, synchronicity, again, to use that word, mm-hmm. we had such a, 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 you know, fun time, gifts from the universe, if you will, adventure, you know, lots of memories that we'll treasure for a long time and I think kind of you know some new projects when time allows us and after you know this COVID-19 situation is finished up maybe we will get back up there this year so we'll see but all right well don't have any nightmares after looking at that goblin picture for so long uh take care of yourself um (laughs) Thank you, Ryan and Jessica, for joining us. It was nice to have this chat finally. And thank you guys so much for joining us for the Mystic Mitten Radio Show. I hope it was worth your while. In our next episode, we'll be joined by Charles Urban of the Picassos, which is probably one of, if not our number one favorite local band, and talking about his paranormal experiences and how spirits participate in the creation of his music. So make sure to check out our videos, follow us on social media, wash your fucking hands, and stay spooky. We will see you next time.